0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to another episode of We Create Music TV. I, of course, am your host, B. Vaughn, and today we have an amazing artist with us that is joining us. Please give a warm welcome to Golden Doll. Welcome to the show.
1: Hey, How's it going?
0: It's going great this morning. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. It's, it's early, but I'm doing
0: good. <laughs> yeah, It is early, right? Yeah, I, got every, you know, I, I usually get everybody up early in the morning. Uh, but I know,
1: need to start getting
2: up
0: earlier. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but welcome to the show. Glad that you are, are here to talk about who you are and what you do and just your overall experiences. So let's jump right into it. So if you can just start us off to talk about your musical journey. How'd you get started?
1: Well, it kind of started off... A few years ago, actually, when I was younger, um, I was born in Salina, Kansas, and then my dad's job moved us to Wichita, Kansas. Um, And there I lived there, went to private schools, private Christian schools, Um, then I was homeschooled for a little bit as well. So I kind of was, you know, in a a small little bubble, Mm -hmm. I didn't really get introduced a lot to a lot of the, you know, the world or music industry, even TV shows, movies. Um, So as I was almost like I was just in a little bubble, but of course, I you know in that time I recognized a lot of my talents. Um, Being able to sing Mm -hmm. was one of those. Um, So I dabbled in a lot of that kind of stuff. In school there, I did choir and I also acted in a few plays as well too. So I just kind of was dabbling in a few different things that I felt like I could do and just had fun with. Mm -hmm. Um, Eventually, my seventh grade year going into eighth grade year um, my dad's job moved us out to Atlanta Georgia so um, we ended up moving out there for me that was obviously a huge culture shock Um, and it (laughs) it was just such a huge difference coming from like Kansas going down south to Georgia you're basically going from predominantly white area to predominantly Mm -hmm. black and so of course it was definitely like a huge culture shock and just a huge change for me but it opened me up to a lot of things. And one of those was the music industry Mm -hmm. and hip hop, you know, just rap and all of that, um, within the industry. And so while I was growing up, I was writing spoken word when I was getting a lot older and I went to church in Atlanta, I started doing a lot more spoken word. That was my way of just being able to cope with a lot of things that I was going through. Um, To express my feelings and put it onto paper a little better than I could put it into words aloud for myself, Mm. communicating to other people. So I was doing spoken word. That's where um, kind of my, you know, the rhyming and wordplay and things like that came along. um, and, And that really developed as me getting better with that. So um, being being introduced to the music industry down there, rap and hip hop, is when I realized, you know, I can take this and I can put it onto like a beat and I can (laughs) write and make music with this. And then like on top of that, I can sing. And so I'm like, you know, I can also write and sing as well, too. So that down there is where I really discovered like my talent of being able to write and put together a complete song Mm. and so i started writing music um i wasn't necessarily taking it as serious though it was one of those things that i'm i'm starting to figure out my talents and just kind of figure out how to use it what Mm. i can do so i was doing that i started singing in choir down there as well um, but I, I definitely had a lot of time in Atlanta to be able to develop that talent. Um, I, but I also went through a lot of difficulties and trials, tribulations while I was in Atlanta. But So it definitely developed me as a person as well, too. I did a lot of growing up in Atlanta. Um, I went through a lot of down times mm-hmm. where I was having to soul search and find myself and figure out who I was as a person. So during my time period in Atlanta is where Golden Doll was developed. Okay. Everything everything that I am now, how I think, how I react, the way I process things, um, my style as an artist, um, the rapping style, everything was developed there in Atlanta. And so that's why Atlanta is somewhere where I do call home um, if sometimes I will say, you know, that's kind of where I'm from because I really feel like who I am now and everything, me being raised was there in Atlanta. Okay.
0: Because
1: when I was in Wichita prior to that, it was almost as if I was just in a small, you know, bubble. I didn't really get to experience mm. a whole lot of and develop who I was. Um, so I do I do have a lot of people that I always ask that question of, of, like, where are you from? And I'll answer Atlanta sometimes, but I'll have to give them the backstory because Atlanta is just like a second home to me, um, my dad's job, did end up moving us here to Kansas city, which is where I currently reside. Um, and while I was here, I ran into, um, you know, I met a lot of people, but mm-hmm. I met this guy, Jojo. Um, he's like my guy best friend, but he's an amazing artist here in Kansas city. Um, he does kind of a little bit of sing, but he's majority rap. And he has like a really unique style, but he built a studio in his basement. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, you know, a lot of people do start there.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, we got we got those basement studios.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> so, um he, yep, he just built it in his closet. He has a little closet and he put mm-hmm. you know, it, was, it out and everything, got his mic in there. Um, But, you know, he was like, you should get in the studio sometimes. You know, I wouldn't charge you a whole lot. I'm like, okay, well, I kind of just didn't really focus on that too much. And I was just like, "Eh, okay, but I had went through a breakup, and I was like, writing a song about it. And I was just like, yo, this song is really good. And I want to put the song together so I can put it out, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Just the (laughs) ex-boyfriend. And so I called him up. I went, I like, the same day I wrote the song, I went over to his studio and then he kind of was like teaching me how to record it and everything. And I did have to like record it myself with the computer in there. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I didn't know anything about how to do that. So I'm sitting there with like four tracks for the song. You know what I'm saying? The verse, hook, and some ad libs, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. But over time of doing that, though, I, was, I started to make more music and write more because just hearing myself after having a complete like song done was just like the craziest feeling i had had Mm -hmm. in so long you feel so good and i was like to be able to play my song in my car while driving and hearing myself it was just like oh my gosh like i love this and i'm like i don't know what i'm doing like why i'm wasting any more time but i want to do this like i want to do this i've been had the talent why why let it go to waste Mm
2: -hmm.
1: so i decided then like i want to take this serious and and this is what I want to do. So, you know, I I tried to upgrade to a better studio. Um, I was working at Unlabeled with uh, a producer named One Bounce here in Kansas City. Um, And he was, we cut a few records together. um, And then eventually, Eli, which is one of DB's artists, Mm. he reached out to me and was needing, was wanting me to come to the studio. At first, he was asking to do a song together. And he kept, like, Snapchatting me and asking me and asking me. And I normally don't entertain guys a lot that are in my phone because some of it is <laughs> <it's> just, like.
0: You <laughs> mean your DMs? <laughs>
1: exactly. And they're always coming with something. Like, it'd be anything. They they could say studio, but then next thing you know, you're in their basement. And, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so
1: mm. I didn't really entertain it at all. And I'm just like, okay. Somehow, though, he had reached out to a guy that I was talking to and they both you know communicated and got me over to the studio how it happened i don't even know but they got me in the studio i finally met eli it was a legit studio which is um air digital
2: okay.
1: and um he basically introduced the fact that he was doing uh like reference tracks for like her ella may mm-hmm. um and just other artist and so he was writing those but they needed female vocals so he was introducing that to me, as an opportunity for me to do the female vocals for them. I'm like, if that means they get to hear my voice,
0: That's right.
1: <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. And uh, Dwayne is when he he came in and he was like, you know, we're running out of time. We have a deadline. We mm-hmm. need these done. H- how long can you be in here? When can you be in here? And then he was like, you know, throwing percentages at me on what they can try to do for you know getting me compensated a little bit. And I was like, I don't even care about the money, (laughs) I don't care about none of that. (laughs) I'm like, just get me in there. And I was like, I don't care, I'll be here in the morning whenever y'all need me. So Mm. I I spoke the next day early in the morning, and we got to it all day, um, you know, doing it. And so again, like, it was just a crazy feeling being able to hear that music come back. And being in a studio, like, as much as I was, it was just like, it was a really... Great experience for me hmm. that I hadn't experienced yet so it was like okay like I'm really loving this um, but then it's where that's where I I met DB and he actually was going to try to pass me off to another guy who was looking for a new artist to manage and um, so I kind of talked to that guy on the phone but he was all the way out in Mississippi Oh. Dwayne wow. yeah Dwayne was here in Kansas City where I am and so um, he had came back the next day it was like the day after I talked to the guy and he was like asking me a few questions and he was just like so like you kind of been on my mind type of thing and I, and it's just like I don't know if I'm passing up on a good artist and so he was just asking mm. me like how you feel basically proposing like I'm interested like how are you mm. feeling about it? and so I was like well he's in Mississippi you here like <laughs> We can get more done. We can get more done with you being here. So I'm like, like yeah, I'm down, most definitely. So the next day, we he put together the contract and we talked about it all day. We kind of just went over the contract, talked about it. I signed it that that day
2: because mm-hmm. I was I had
1: this feeling like I can trust it. I can trust him, and I always like when I have these certain feelings, I know to trust them,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: it's always good, a good you know, good direction, and so. I trusted it, I signed the contract, and ever since then like things have been just booming. I've been in the studio like every single day cuz I get like complete access to the mm. studio here which is awesome because I was spending tons of money paying to go to the
0: studio. <laughs> 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 that's right. That's look like, that's one of the benefits.
1: Yes, exactly. I was like so excited about that um because I was you know, I'm 20 years old now at the time i was 18 19 and mm-hmm. so i'm still you know working a part-time job and you know entertaining school a little bit so <laughs> that was like not easy money to just pull out my pocket. Mm-hmm. so i was just like yeah this is tough this is dope i'm definitely in here so i was in there every day we was cutting records for you know her and LMA and all kinds of stuff like that um I was riding them and i would just do the vocals But things have been, like, pretty much popping off since then. And, you know, now they have me just writing my own music. Uh, I've been cutting my own records. We've been making some really dope ones. Um, And now we're just kind of traveling and introducing me to the different markets. Mm. St. Louis, Atlanta, L.A. We're just kind of working around and getting ready to just finally push me out there to the world and get things moving even faster.
0: You know, that's awesome. You know, that's, that's... That's a, 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 a story that probably how most people kind of get, get started, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But Let's really see. can one thing that I, I find admirable about what you shared is the fact that you were the one who was very proactive about your career, right? You yes. really didn't wait for anybody to say hey, you need to be here at this time. You were like, no, I'll be here at this time. You know, you were the one that took charge of your career versus leaving it in somebody else's hands, uh, which is is very commendable. Um, I don't think many artists, I think a lot of artists, when they are looking for managers, they are looking for the managers to, you know, kind of take over their career when it really is the artist's responsibility. The manager is, is just supposed to help guide their career and help open doors when when they can uh, but it really is the artist um, so that's that's very commendable yeah i see D be smart though that's that's <laughs> that's, <laughs>
2: really that's, is, though. that's
0: why he was like, am i passing up on a on a good artist yeah, he he really has a a really good keen eye for for talent sure yeah. does so i want to go back to to some of the things that you said when you were here in atlanta and just learning yeah. those things here in atlanta so so what were some of those things uh, that you learned here that helped really shape who you are? I know you gave us one earlier, uh, but what are some of those other things that really helped shape who you are, those challenges or uh, adversities, and what did you learn from some of those?
1: Okay. Um, so when I, when I first moved to Atlanta uh, is when I got put into a public school, actually. Um, and so going from a private Christian school into a public school that's also going from Midwest to south to the South, um was like a huge huge difference it was definitely a culture shock so i personally was you know still in my midwest ways as well as how i dressed and and then kind of like the way i just knew how to like talk or respond or anything like that which unknowingly, was very different in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started to go to public school there. I did face a lot of bullying, and um, I had a lot of people talk about the way that I dressed. Mm -hmm. Um, I have four brothers and three sisters, so we have a huge family that we didn't necessarily have, you know, a lot of money to be able to have the newest shoes and Mm. whatever. Um, So a a lot of the kids down there, Jordans, were a big thing. And, um, you know, just kind of having the up-to-date new shoes that are coming out. Um, we didn't have the money to do so, though. So, I did get made fun of a lot for just not having, you know, shoes that were, you know, Jordans or whatever. Mm-hmm. Name, name brand clothes. At the time, people were in, like, truck fit and um, true religion, stuff like that. We didn't have the money for that.
0: Shoot. <laughs> look, I'm grown and I still don't get the money for that. <laughs> I still get the money for Jordan.
1: <laughs> that stuff is so excessive, too. <laughs> yeah. But they really, it was really a big deal. And I didn't know that. So I, but I did face a lot of like bullying for that. Mm. And That's um, at one point time, I tried to, you know, do different hairstyles. Because I did get introduced to my my culture as well, too. I am half white and half black. And so I did get introduced to a lot about who I am as well, too. And I'm like, wow, there's like a lot I didn't know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so now I'm trying to embrace it and express it, but I'm also learning at the same time. So I had people making fun of my hair and <laughs> it was just a mess. But that, so that really tore me down, um, you know, as a person and just being, you know, very self-conscious about myself,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know what I'm saying? And, and very sensitive about things. So it tore me down as a person a lot, but it also built me to be who I am now because I had to fight to build myself back up. I went through a period of time just kind of being like suicidal. I got pulled out of school because of some situations going on there where I was just kind of acting out in school, getting Uh into it with teachers. Um, Just at a time, at a time, then it was almost like a cry for help. You know, because I was just facing a whole lot of backlash and a whole lot of, you know, trials there in school. Mm -hmm. Eventually, I did get myself taken out of school um, before I got kicked out. (laughs) 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 And uh, so my mom ended up taking me back home and homeschooling me. But that also was hard as well, too, because I was back isolated again. And I was also in a state where I didn't have a neighborhood of friends I could go out you know, and just hang out with like I used to. Mm-hmm. So that really put me into a very low state as well. But it allowed me to be able to have more time to just kind of be on the internet and, you know what I'm saying, like social media be able to see a lot more. So mm-hmm. I was just finding a lot of stuff in that period of time where I was like just kind of locked in the house doing schoolwork. So, but I also took a lot of time to write. And mm-hmm. I wrote a Again, expressing my feelings um, like I did with spoken words. So that that is where, you know, I got introduced to a lot of things on social media. I was finding about finding out more about artists like Nicki Minaj and Lil Kim, and just a bunch of you know female artists as well Mm -hmm. as male J Cole and Drake, Kendrick, J Cole. You know,
2: know.
1: yes, my man, he's my favorite. (laughs) J Cole. Mm So I and I just started to do a lot of research on them, mm-hmm. and, as well as listen to their music, and that's when I was able to find, you know, hear different people's sounds, but just hear their penmanship.
2: Mm-hmm. And I'm,
1: dang, like, like especially like J Cole, like just the things that he was saying, his wordplay, things like that. I'm just I like, know. yo, but
2: it's
1: a whole, a whole new world I was exposed to. I'm like, dang. Mm-hmm. So. That's where I was like, okay, so I can take, you know, just my simple rhyming, and now I can I can do wordplay with this, and you know I can, you know, I, there's so many different things I can do now, and so that was one, that was kind of one thing that led to me being able to find out more on how I could really develop my my penmanship as an artist as well too, and just take my, you know, my writing to the next level, mm-hmm. which now I do, and. It's
0: crazy. <laughs> you know, that's hey. you know, sometimes being uh, with yourself, sometimes it's better than being with with others. You know, it's such a shame that, uh, you know, kids are mean. Now, I, I'll put it out that kids, kids can be really, really, really mean, you know, and it's such a shame, you know, for somebody to be because I, I can relate to everything that you just said. Uh, you know, not having the newest shoes, you know, being bullied in school because you don't have the latest shoes or the latest jeans or whatever, you know, and you don't really realize that, man, none of that stuff really even matters. Like, who cares if you got the latest Jordans? And one thing I've learned about Atlanta and, I, you know, all my folks here in at Atlanta, when they see this thing, like, you know, whatever. But Atlanta is big on looking the part. You know, they're big on the perception that I'm successful without really being successful. Um, you know, I heard a person say that, uh, you know, they went out to Hollywood one time out to LA and it was like a culture shock because mm-hmm. in LA they are really doing it. And and she was saying that, you know, when she came back to Atlanta, she saw that it was a lot of fake people who were acting like they were really doing it, but they really, really truly weren't. Um, so it's, it's a perception thing. I, I get it. Yes, but, um, it but, you know, I'll, I'll say kudos to you for for dealing with that. And uh, even through maybe some of the tendencies that you had that you didn't go through with any of those and that you were here today to share your music with with us and that uh, we are blessed. We're definitely blessed by it. Uh, yes, yeah, that's, that's, that's such a shame that people have to even to even go through that. Uh,
1: I know. It really is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it really is. But I'm, I am thankful for for the experience of going through it because, again, it did, it did develop a lot of who I am and the strength that I have now. But it also gives me the opportunity to be able to relate to others who do go through that and be able to put this into my music to help others that are going through this. Music was one of those things that helped me get through a lot of what I went through. So now as an artist myself, I want to be able to be that artist who can help the next person get through the same trials that I mm-hmm. got through you know what I'm saying and so that's that's definitely one thing I'm very grateful for going through because it allows me to be able to to turn around and, and pass that on and do the same thing for somebody else so that's a huge thing that I I want to do as an artist is be able to be there for others be an influence and an inspiration for others to be able to get through you know situations like that and yeah. even others
0: Yeah because I mean music really is one of those things that touches people to the soul you know it Mm -hmm. is it is something that can be life-saving you know I I have heard many stories of uh, and have seen you know people post on Instagram and social media about how a song changed this person's life or touched this person when they were about to commit suicide or they were at a dark place but this song lifted them up you know Mm -hmm. music speaks speaks volumes to people and I wish that people gave that amount of consideration and care to their music, yeah. because they really are delivering a message, whether that mm-hmm. message is positive or if it's inspirational or if it's, uh, now I'm not saying all music has to be, right? I mean, there's times when you have yeah. when you have party music, right? And you yeah. just wanna feel good and you just wanna party. You now there are times, yeah. so which is why J. Cole is like my favorite artist, right? Because mm-hmm. of what he speaks about, uh, you know, my favorite song from uh, from him is Love Yours, right? So. I mean that still, even to this day, speaks at a, a place that I was at, and I know it's not my interview, right? Because I usually share stories too. <laughs> but you're
2: good. You're good. <laughs> but
0: uh, I see that song speaking to a, a generation of people uh, that there's no such thing in life, you know, that's better than yours. There's no other life that's better than than your life. So you know, live it to live it to the fullest.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely.
0: So, yeah. so what inspires you? What inspires you to to be the artist that you are today?
1: you know um there's quite a few things that that definitely inspire me to be the artist that I am today um whether it's another artist that I do look up to which um, you know there are a few inspirational artists that I do look up to um, or I do take a lot from um so whether you know it's artists or Or people, but really, my biggest inspiration is just, uh, like I said already, kind of, you know, just my background and what I've been through, and being able to be an influence to others is what kind of influences me to, to do what I do now. Um, But uh, as an artist and kind of my style and who I am, uh, in my, in my music, I do get a lot of inspiration from like Little Kim. Um, I do get some inspiration from Nicki Minaj as well too, because like her story, you know, involves a lot of things on how she, you know, became an mm-hmm. artist, and you know, she kind of went through a lot of a lot of trials and tribulations, obviously on who she was, and a lot of backlash at first mm-hmm. before before she really did find her style, and and um, introduce that to the world, to where they're like, okay, yeah, like we can mess with that. So. Right. um so I do look up to that. Um, another inspiration now is is just kind of and recently what's happened is just female artists striving in the music industry right, right. now. That's so inspirational mm-hmm. to me right, now. and it makes me really like be like okay like let's go like let's get up there with them because you know I'm I feel like I'm a really great female artist as well too and and would be great up there with the female artists that are are popping right now you know Mulatto, Cardi B made the stallion um, and so. You know, if me be up there with them, I feel like would just be amazing and great as well too. So that's also also inspiring me to continue to obviously keep pushing and um but also keep developing. You know, more of my penmanship and more of my who I am as an artist and just continue to keep developing that and pushing that even further to be even greater to be up there with a lot of them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So which I feel like I feel like now I you know I am obviously but. But I always want to continue to keep, you know, introducing myself to new lanes and finding out new things that I can do and just continue to make my music better and better and better as I go. So, but yeah, those are, those are you know, a couple of different things. I just have a lot of things that really do inspire me mm-hmm. in aspects and directions. So
0: good. Good. So, so do you think, uh, not even just from a female artist perspective, just from an artist's perspective in general, that music today sounds, I don't want to say manufactured, that's not the word I want to, I want to use, uh, but kind of sounds the same, uh, that there really isn't any diversity or differentiation uh, within in music. I mean, do you feel that, it's still, that it sounds the same? Do you feel that people can, and the reason why I ask is because I know you mentioned artists like Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion, Mulatto and Nicki Minaj, um, and kind of when I when I think about them, I think about them as I don't want to say being like the same artist. That's because they're because they're not, but they mm-hmm. do sound relatively close, right? I
1: was gonna say I'm not feeling you. I'm yeah, right there with they you. they
0: sound relatively <laughs> close, right? Like sometimes if I'm not really listening to the accent, I may not know it's Cardi B. I may think it's Nicki Minaj, you know. And so I have to really li- oh wait wait a minute because and I think that's something that is prevalent within this industry as well is that a lot of people are starting to sound the same so i guess back to my question is uh, do you feel that there's diversity in in music today specifically r&b and and hip-hop
1: you know that's a really good question um and i feel as if music today in the industry is definitely kind of melting into just kind of the same thing you know what i'm saying and a lot of people are trying to be like somebody who's already been here mm. or already, Or is already there right now currently. And I feel like that's the issue is nobody's wanting to They're like, I don't know if they're scared or if they just feel like they're not gonna be able to make it with a different style or you know different approach to the music industry bringing something new and alive to it, but I do feel like there is a lot of the same thing going on. And I feel like we're also getting to the point that a lot of rappers are rapping about the same stuff. Um, and, but the music is, I do feel like the music is sounding the same and you're definitely right about a few of those female artists. Um, they do kind of sound somewhat the same, um, but they are, you know, they are kind of rapping all about the same thing. Me personally, I'm not a huge fan of, kind of the, I, I wouldn't necessarily want to call it ratchet, but
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's some of those things that are, are definitely like out there and
2: mm-hmm.
1: very explicit, I wouldn't have to say. Um, but it's it's kind of, I feel like it's just kind of what our, you know, our generation is is coming mm-hmm. to a and that's just kind of what's popping in our generation, unfortunately. But I'm I'm a little old school, and so a lot of that older music, and just people who are really talking about something like Nipsey Hussle, J. Cole, Kendrick, like people who are talking about some real shit, and they and they music mm-hmm. is what is what I like. I'm not a huge fan of that, you know, shaking shaking booty, and you know what I'm saying? Like mm. I'm not. About that. but it, that's really what I feel like. There's a lot going on of right now.
0: But do you think that's because of the environment that you were raised in? I mean, you went to a Christian school and then you were homeschooled. Uh, I mean, do you think that your background shapes your viewpoint of the culture today?
1: I could, I could agree and say that I could definitely. I do feel like you know people's background and, and things like that definitely do partake in mm. their look on things. Um, And I do feel like that can definitely be one of those reasons um, because I just, I wasn't really subject or exposed to too much at an early age. So I did come across things here at a later age, but I'm already, you know, I've already kind of decided like how I, how my views are, but also going to, you know, a church and being a Christian, I do find myself not wanting to, you know, or influence a lot of kind of those worldly aspects that i that I don't necessarily agree with, so I do feel like my background definitely would partake in my outlook on that
0: mm. yeah i can i yeah yeah i I think people have to have uh, because so so here's so here's why because I think people and this kind of goes back to something you said will do almost anything to make it within this in this music industry right mm-hmm. long as they can sign that deal long as they can get put on I think now I don't know for sure right this is just my own personal <laughs> personal perspective would yeah. uh, mm-hmm. do almost anything to get to get on um, which kind of goes back to some of the issues that artists may have had you know with contracts or with management or with you know record label deals or whatever the case is um, but I think people have to sometimes come to a, a reality check for themselves to determine, you know, is this who I truly am as an artist or am I really just trying to fit into a particular mold just so mm-hmm. that I can, you know, get bread and stuff. Right. And right. I, I see that a lot. I just see that a lot. I see people just not really being themselves and just yeah. trying to do other things just to kind of fit in. Um, but I think yeah. an artist who can, Really gravitate uh, to their own lane, their own style, uh, is going to have a lot of success. I mean, J. Cole, look at it. J. Cole has never won a well, he's won a Grammy now, so we can't we can't say we can't say he's never won a Grammy now. But he's right. But people hated on Cole for a long time you know, um. because he was talking about that real stuff, and people didn't like that. People, yeah, yeah people just didn't like it. So. You know, but you got to be, I mean, you like Kendrick, you know, you got to be, you know, even though, maybe I shouldn't even say, you know, I like cold weather, but whatever, but but, I mean, but Um, I love artists who can be themselves, you know, I would be considered what is known as an old head, right? Like whatever, (laughs) like whatever but you know because i grew up listening to like you know whatever i grew up listening to like run dmc you know. mm-hmm. go
1: ahead Neil. go ahead Neil. oh
0: head right you know yeah i mean so and and back then artists would kind of talk about some of the same things but yeah. you know you had pockets Now you had a group of artists who were talking about this, a group of artists who were talking about this, a group of artists who were socially conscious, a group of artists who did party music, a group of artists who did gangster rap, right? Now it's like everybody does all the same.
1: Yeah, which I, I really don't, I really feel like I don't see like a huge, I don't see like a huge problem in the fact that we do have like a lot of artists kind of rapping about the same thing, but I would like to see some mm-hmm. other things come about I would like to see some people come up in the industry and you know hit those other topics or or come in and speak some real shit again type stuff mm-hmm. but I feel like now and in, in a lot to do with our you know our generation and what's popular now is is why we have artists who are popping right now that are kind of talking about the same thing because a lot of people are are really just kind of interested in that. Because it really does, it really does, you know, pop off. You see, WAP is like number one. Number
0: <laughs> one.
1: Yeah. And I'm like. On the charts, yes. So, yeah. But people really liked it. And the dance is going crazy. Mm-hmm. And doing it. Little kids is doing it. But it's.
0: So, so, so. <clears throat> that's not even a question I was going to bring up. But since you brought it up, I guess we can talk about it and you can share your insight. So you mentioned little kids are doing it, right? So they're listening to this song and we know what the song means, right? If, yes. <laughs> right? But we got little kids who are listening to it who are being influenced by that. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe that's the old head of me, right? That's probably the old head saying, like, that's just wrong. Like <laughs> having little kids listening to a song that speaks about that and doing the dance and just, little kids need to be little kids. Yeah. And I think I think a lot of times our culture our musical culture I don't know it's just in my opinion it's just it's just wrong I'm not gonna have my little six-year-old girl eight-year-old girl out there just twerking and st- yeah no, it. not doing I feel it. It. I feel
1: it not i feel it not doing that's, it that's my biggest concern as an artist is just trying not to you know influence those younger kids because I do agree but there are parents out here, and I think that kind of does start with the younger parents as well, too. That's that's starting to be more frequent um, and more kind of a trend going on. Mm-hmm. It's just they're okay with that. And and that's no disrespect to any parent and how they choose to parent their kids. Everybody has, you know, their right on how they want to parent their kids. So there's no mm-hmm. disrespect to that at all. But me personally, I, I necessarily wouldn't want to be the person influencing little kids to be at least dancing, you know, a certain type of way. And that's being put out on social media. So now you have these creeps that are on social media and they're seeing your child dancing like this. And
2: Mm -hmm.
1: it just opens up so many other lanes of things that can just go wrong. You know what I'm saying?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: But I mean... Like I said, there's no disrespect to any parent and how they choose to parent their kids, but I do, I do feel you on that. It definitely is going getting to our younger crowd because they do listen to music. They are listening to our music. Mm-hmm. As,
2: so. Yeah, they
0: are. I mean, even when I was growing up, I listened to, you know, N.W.A. I mm-hmm. listened to, you know, the music that was, that music that we weren't really supposed to listen to, you know. Mm-hmm. We listened yep. to it, but, but. But back then, I'm not saying all parents, right? I know you said no disrespect. I'm disrespecting. No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> 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 you know, but yeah, I just don't. I just don't get it. Why? But anyway, back to what I was saying. Uh, you know, so I mean, when I was growing up, I mean, we, my mom did not allow me to listen to things that she felt was going to be a negative influence on my upbringing. And because you think about it, when you're still young, you're you're still developing, right? You're not. De- exactly. You're not fully mature at that particular mm-hmm. age, and anything can influence your uh, your perspective on on life. So, you know, I remember, you know, Mom was like, "Close your eyes at this part of the movie," and like, yep. But, but you still like this, right? But you still kind <laughs> of watch the movie like this, like, yeah, but I see what's going on still, right? Yes. Uh, or Oh, you had to like sneak down and listen to certain records, and you know, it just wasn't. It just wasn't a prevalent thing where back in my time you know the olden days where parents allowed their children to listen to crazy stuff but today yeah. it is like eh, who cares listen to it make your own choices yeah. you know yeah. so i'm gonna get it off so i'm gonna get off that because that's just you know my own bevon perspective about I
1: do, it i would have to say one thing as an artist though i do feel like as us artists, I don't feel like we should feel responsible for that also at the same time too, because it's like the parents, they they either, they have the choice to let you listen to it or not. So at the same time, I don't, you know, I don't put any blame on any of the artists for that either. I don't, because I'm like, you know, that's, that's, you know, the parents, they can tell their kids to listen or not listen, they can turn it off, turn it on, but they're, they're allowing to, them to. So if an artist is choosing to make music like that you know, I don't. I wouldn't want to put any of the blame on any of an artist. You know, for that. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. So, so that. I mean, that reminds me of Cole. See, I'm gonna go back to a Cole thing. You know, Cole's 1985. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, when he was talking, you know, saying, you know, you never. And that's the thing. And I love what he said. He said, pretty much, artists never really think about the impact. You know, mm-hmm. they they never really think about the music that they're making, how it's. I do personally think that artists have a. A responsibility. Oh yeah, because we—I mm-hmm. mean—we're putting out this music that is going to eventually get listened to by people, and yeah. it's going—it's going to have a a an effect on them, whether positive yeah. or negative. Um, you know, it's. But we, it's it's funny because we wouldn't say that same thing about. Uh, I want to say like teachers or, uh, politicians or. Uh, other people, because, I mean, everybody has a responsibility in the way that they communicate to others and the message that they are, you know, once again, that's just (laughs) Vivon's old-headed. Well, yeah, I I do. I I do think that people are responsible for what they say and how they communicate it and the message that they ultimately deliver. Um, But they're not responsible for what people do with it. Right? They're 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 not. uh, You know, each parent has to be in that space to determine is this what I want my child to listen to. Now, I will say, your child gonna listen to it anyway, regardless if you know. Yeah, I mean because when they get out there with their friends, that's when I really did all the stuff. I was younger. I was at Mm -hmm. home. I was like, yes, mom. Okay, great, mom. When I was out there, boy, I was wilding out, acting crazy, (laughs) listening to all the music that you could listen to in the world. I mean, because.
1: Exactly. Exactly. You are right about that. You are definitely right about that. Because I was the same way. That's, you know, my parents sheltered me and tried to keep us from a lot of stuff. But, you know, I was a kid, but I'm also out here, you know, especially in Atlanta too. And I was finding out all kinds of stuff and just. But, I, I mean, I did learn a lot in Christian private school, too. A lot that you would think you weren't going to learn in a Christian private school, but you learn about it hmm. from the kids there. <laughs> it ain't <laughs> all Christian the <kids> there. <laughs> right. But,
2: but yeah, well, that, right? I definitely
0: agree with you, though. You know, so, so let's switch gears for a moment. Um, so I appreciate you indulging that conversation. Uh, so let's talk about your music. Uh, I want to specifically talk about the music that you put out. Uh, and if you can just share some light on... What's next for you in regards to your music?
1: Okay. Um, so, I mean, recently I I have been putting out, you know, more music I've let out. I have three, four singles out. Um, one does have a feature. But now, um, ever since I kind of signed that management deal and everything with mm-hmm. DB, we have headed in a direction to where now we are working on music that's, you know, ready for billboards. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like to top parts um and so we have we have a ton of music um I've been you know kind of just making sure that I have everything covered from you know pop to kind of like a you know a really hype song R&B song you know I've kind of tried to cover every lane and get music that's you know touching every basis and so we've just been working on a lot of music um but so we also have like this kind of this camp that we get together we have a couple producers we have a bunch of artists and then like Mm, everybody and we'll get together all in all in one house type thing and we just go in there and we record record after record after record everybody just recording whether we're doing it by ourselves or with another artist and Mm. we collab something so we've been doing that and we've been making like tons and tons of music so as far as far as the music is going and kind of the direction with that, you know, right now with the COVID state going on, we've just been trying to build our catalog and build, you know, all the music that we have. So right now, that's really what I've been doing is getting the music together, getting as much as as much of it as possible. And so when when you know things start getting back to normal or touring mm. starts. and we're also deciding to drop a project as well so we're putting that together that's gonna roll out probably 2021 okay once yeah once all of that starts going on we'll just have music back to back to back to be able to just keep pushing out and keep slapping everybody in the face you Mm. know (laughs)
2: Mm
1: -hmm. oh but yeah that's kind of like the the direction that we're heading in right now is just you know Getting ready to lay all of it out there, but we've we've just been perfecting it and getting as much music together as we can, and it's good. It's not like we're rushing any of it to, but together, but it's good. And so we've been we've been making it happen. We uh, me and my manager DB, we've been working on sampling some of like old school stuff and bringing it back. So we're just creating a whole lot of music and making it happen. So that's kind of what we're headed towards.
0: You know that is, that is. I think most people aren't taking advantage of the situation that we're in, even as dire <laughs> as it, dire as it may be. I think yep. that we need to, to really, uh, you know, hone our craft during this during this season. Uh, I know that this season has been a real big. Uh, it's just been impactful for for everybody. Uh, but no, but for those people who can you know hit the ground running and grind, uh, you, I think those people are going to come out on on top uh, oh, yeah and so like, like yourself, so even though touring may not be in the picture at the moment, you're still in the studio every single day writing and crafting yeah. music so that when the time comes, you, you know your team is ready when, when the time yep. comes, you're ready to put out out the music um, and so yeah. I had a chance to listen to some of the. Some of the music as as well. Uh. Yes. <laughs> oh okay. yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> oh yeah! I always have to take a take a moment to listen to to the music just to uh, you know get a feel for for the artist and what you're working with. And th- yeah. there was there was one song I, I, I don't remember the name of the song. I know that's, that sounds so bad, right? So I am okay. I am going to pull it up because there was a song in drunk texting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right. I was like, this song has a. I'll tell you, the song was dope. It, it it had that type of um, thank you, like Kalani feel to it. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Now I didn't see if there was a video to that song. There is. There is. There is. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go watch the video soon. Oh, okay.
1: Go watch it. Please all right. Thanks.
0: For, it. Thanks for being here. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to check it because all I heard was the, the actual uh, you know audio version. So I'm yeah. going to check out the, the video version of that. Um, but yeah, you're a super talented, talented artist. And I am Thank personally you. looking forward to more music that you that you put out. So, I'm
1: excited though. Drunk, sorry, Drunk, no, Texan not and Drunk Texan and Life. Um, those are my... Life was good too. Thank you. I wrote those. It was probably pretty much a couple of weeks before I even before I dropped them I recorded those but I wrote those same day going in and recording them and um one of them was about my ex and the other one was uh inspired by another friend of mine she used to always say it's just life. She would always say that it's just life, it's just life cuz everything she was going through she would just brush it off. It's just life. And I'm like, you know what? Like that that's kind of true. Like <laughs> This is just life, you it's know. what I'm life. saying, like everything we're going through is life. We're gonna go through it. You're gonna go through more. So th- mm-hmm. that that came along with live being inspired from her. But you know, those are kind of my the first few songs that I ever even recorded and and had oh, for wow. myself. So being able to put those out and have those out and being able to get you know the reactions and responses that I have gotten from them. It's been a really great feeling as well, too, just just knowing those are my, one of the first couple songs that I've recorded. And, but, yeah, I love them, too. "Drunk Texan is, like, everybody's favorite. They mm, really do mm-hmm. love visuals. So when you do go watch the yeah, video. Yeah, I'm going to go see.
0: I'm going to check it out.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's dope, for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, like I was saying, I can't wait to see what, what you guys cook up and when you come out with uh, as far as, you know, more body of, of work. Uh, so I'll definitely be locked in to, to check it out. Yep, this old head, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I love everybody.
0: Like, I ain't I ain't too old where I can't still, you know, be culturally relevant and still, you know, tap into the music of the day. You know, okay. I love a lot of music that's that's out there today. A lot of it sounds the same, but a lot of it's still dope. Yeah.
1: So. <laughs> yeah like They're awesome, really
0: dope ones. So let me ask you, so what advice would you have for any artists that is trying to get into this industry and doing what you're doing today?
1: Mm-hmm. So, you know, somebody just asked me this question yesterday during during another interview that I had yesterday. And um, my response, which I was, go, I'm going to give you the same one because I strongly do believe in it and we've been talking about it. But it's really just like be yourself because of the fact that, you know, there are a lot of people trying to come up and... They're coming with the same sound of somebody who's again already been around or is already up there right now. the industry is not looking for something they already have you know mm. they're looking for they're looking for something new they're looking for something that's gonna bring you know bring something new and alive and trending to the industry to the music to the music world and everything so my biggest my biggest thing is really be yourself because I feel like a lot of people try to change who they are be something they're not Mm -hmm. they try to sing or or rap about things they're not even going through it's just what they hear in other people's music but you don't need to be doing that because if you're really good and you're really talented and and, and the guy that I started off recording in his basement Jojo Mm
2: -hmm. he
1: was so unique and a lot of people call him weird but (laughs) he calls himself weird hey
0: it's okay though
1: but he's just really like he he's just really he has like an open mind and open eye to so much mm. stuff. He see the world like everyone else does. And that's very unique to me. I don't see it as weird. And so I'm like, that's very, very unique to me. But in his mm. music, it it creates a whole nother realm of music. And it's so crazy. And I'm like, people need to tap in with themselves. When it comes to their music, so they're coming with something new, and that's what I—that's what I really try to do. i, I want to be myself because once I'm up there and and famous, and a lot of people, you know, know me and they're watching me. I don't want to have to try to keep up this front for the rest of you know my
2: mm-hmm.
1: life. I Want to try to keep that up. So, be yourself. Be yourself, and continue to keep running. Continue to keep pushing. Uh, you know, it, it's not going to happen overnight. Most of the time. So, if, if you're at it for a while, just keep, keep going. Like, you have to be passionate about this, but be yourself in awe.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. So, so I'm going to go back to something you just said in your advice. But I guess the question is do you think that's true, though? Do you think it's true that the music industry is really looking for the next way people who are, are different? Because they're still putting, they're still. The market with the same thing, and you have artists today who are like, Oh, that's what they want, cool, that's what I'm gonna give them. And I know many artists here in Atlanta that are crazy different. I mean, like out of space, like out of space, different, but yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> but they are so super talented. But and I, mm-hmm. I guess that's the thing is that is the music industry, the record labels, really looking for something different, or are they content with? what we currently have today because it's making them you know what I'm saying, making that bread.
1: I was just about to say, I really, you know, on that, I feel like there are people in the industry that are are looking for are looking for that different and that new. But these labels obviously are gonna want what's gonna make them that money. Mm-hmm. And like I like we kind of touched on earlier, I feel like with our generation now the, the people who are popping now that type of music is what really is trending what people are really liking that is what's selling and and people are really grasping on so in order for them to continue to make their money of course they're gonna need to keep putting that out because those that's the audience that's listening that's what's pertaining to our audience now right now so um that is kind of a difficult situation um yeah. but i feel like as an artist if you can if you can know how to in and pertain to your audience with music as well as bring your own style to it and bring your own type of music because i would have to say with myself i can write music like what's popping right now i can do that i can give you that but i'm also going to give you myself as well i'm mm-hmm. going to give you, if you don't like it you don't gotta listen but at least a couple of my songs are you know are what you're gonna like
2: right but
1: i'm still gonna give you me regardless you're gonna have to take me with that mm-hmm. so in that, you know, I mean, with the labels, they are—they're gonna, you know, want to <laughs> get, obviously they're gonna be wanting to get paid,
2: and mm-hmm. again,
1: kind of just what our audience really is—is is at right now. And I feel like that is why a lot of stuff is sounding the same. But I would really like, like, Cardi B does bring bring some of her Latina music to her to it as well, which I think is really dope, and I would want to see her do more of that because she has that style, she can do that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I would like to see her bring more of that music out and things like that, because I think that's really unique for her as an artist. So it's just like, you know, being able to kind of just play the, play the game, mm-hmm. play the, you know how it's going and how it's driven probably is gonna be your best bet on that.
0: Yeah, she has a song with, I can't remember who the artist is, but for the most of the song, she's rapping in Spanish. I can't. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the lady's name, but the the video is is so colorful. I mean, they're wearing Mm -hmm. amazing colors in the video. The imagery of the video is is, and it's not it's not Cardi B's video. It's somebody else, and I can't remember the lady's name.
1: I know who you're talking about, and I'm I'm right there with you. I can't remember. I can't remember
0: her name, but the video is is awesome, and they're wearing Mm -hmm. you know the 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 style from their culture, and rapping in the language of their culture, which is so dope. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't yeah. hear many artists do that. You know, D Smoke does it. Um, yeah. because D I mean, I mean even though he's not Hispanic, I don't think. But uh, but but he's fluent in Spanish in, in in Spanish. So he does, you know, rap in, in both. And I think that is that is so unique is for people to bring their own flavor to to their music. It's as you said, I think people need to recognize that yeah, you can still be culturally relevant Mm-hmm. And you can still bring yourself into that of who you yeah. are, your perspectives, your viewpoints mm-hmm. and share that with with the rest of the world, you know. You mm-hmm. don't you don't have to be a cookie cutter image of you know that one rapper want... mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. just like them. Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yep. Okay, so yeah. I'm I'm going to go back to something that you said like in the very be- <laughs> in the very beginning. <laughs> okay. So so you mentioned and I know it's 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 difficult in this industry that is male dominated. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you said something that I want to kind of go back and touch on. And if you want to provide some insight to that, uh, it would be welcomed that, you know, you had guys sliding into your DM. Yeah. Come to the studio. Right. Come, mm-hmm. you know, do some work. But maybe they have ulterior motives. or uh, what? Aw- yeah. No, I'm, they probably do. Uh, but but can you speak a little bit on that? Just some of the difficulties of being a female artist in this male-dominated industry.
1: So I, um, on that, there there are quite a few. I feel like for us females um, that we're we're starting to break a lot of those <clears throat> barriers, but you know we do <clears throat> we do face the difficulties of you know men having bigger intentions than what they're what they're really showing and portraying um and so you know it's kind of hard to to separate you know kind of business from their pleasure um Mm. so you could have you could have a really good artist wanting to work with you um and you know you want to do with a song with them and everything but yet they also have other intentions that they want to do as well that they could be more focused on um and i feel like a lot of us female artists do have to face you know being able to pick that apart and try to just get down to the business and keep that keep that out of the way so we do have to be you know you know a little scandalous sometimes or devious in a way and have that mouthpiece to just get to what we need to get done Mm -hmm. and then get out of our face so we do have to um we do have to face those trials of just and sometimes you know if you're not, if you don't do anything with them, then they're not gonna do no work with you, type of thing. Like there that's are, a some shame.
2: People,
1: yeah, there are some people that just they use they use the narrative to be able to get what they you know what they're looking for. Yeah, that's just yeah, This fly out the window. Mm. Um, we also you know we also do have to face a lot of kind of backlash of I feel like right now at least with a lot of the females female artists that are up there right now, I know a lot of them are facing this controversy of them speaking about, you know, our female parts, our privates, or, mm-hmm. you know, you know. but it's like guys have been rapping about that. Guys have,
0: you know what, I'll tell you, guys have been rapping about that for, for centuries, Forever. right? <laughs> and I, I will say, even as a guy sometimes, it is weird to hear when women are rapping about their, you know, private part, it's just sometimes we're like, because I don't think it is the, I don't think there's an expectation that when we hear our, uh, you know, our female counterparts rap to talk about that type of stuff, you know, because that's kind of left up to the guys. It's kind of left up to the guys because, you know, we hood and we, you know, that's what we talk about, we in the street, but we don't kind of relate that same thing back to the women for them to talk about yeah. This. I remember the first time I heard Nicki Minaj say, I was like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> and Cardi B has like a whole song talking about it. I was like,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Right? But guys are do it all day. Right. All day.
1: Exactly. And I feel like a lot of people need to recognize that and kind of just get out their feelings because I'm just like, yeah, doing too much right now. <laughs> I'm like, why are we even speaking on this when y'all have been, like for, for one, males have rapped about themselves and they rapping about us females and y'all have, yeah. they have been talked about what we doing in bed and mm-hmm. what we feel like in bed and what they doing in bed and you know, they've been, 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 been rapping about that mm-hmm. so I'm like, why are we, why are we as females getting backlash for speaking on it now ourselves and, and then they'll say like, that's the only thing that we can rap about, that we have to rap about. I'm like, I'm sorry, but
2: wow. I know for
1: me, speak on myself, I can keep up with any nigga in this game, okay? Like, I'm sorry, but <laughs> y'all listening <laughs> to me, like, <laughs> y'all, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, don't degrade do us females because mm-hmm. we're coming in. We coming in the game and we speaking on some you know something that y'all been talked about but we doing it and right. it's popping you know what I mean? and now we making money off of it and we doing it independently so why is y'all been
0: yeah <laughs> look but I, yeah i i mean i agree i've always you know if there's gonna be equal rights a lot of them be equal rights to its fullest you know what i'm saying it's mm-hmm. like so if we can talk about all that stuff why can't you know our female yeah. rappers talk about the same. I mean, because I mean, it's not like we in a bed by ourselves.
2: Exactly. <laughs> you know what
0: I mean? It's like
2: <laughs> we
0: we not the only person involved in this. Right. You know, in this transaction. You know, and I'm sure you know when guys go back, they're talking about it to their boys, and ladies go back and they talk about it to their, you know, oh, yeah. to their ladies. Kiss but them. yeah, I mean, <laughs> so I mean. Talk about what you talk about. I mean, that's, there's a plethora of things out there for, for everybody to talk about from life, from those types of things, from, from everything. And guys, you're right, we have been talking about it for, for centuries. So right. there shouldn't be any controversy of our you know, with female rappers or singers or whatever the case is. Sometimes I don't even like that, that categorization you know, yeah. female rappers. It's like, yeah, you're, you're a female who happened to be a rapper, so you're a rapper. Or you're a mm-hmm. singer, right? Or you're exactly. a producer, or you're an engineer. It's, I just don't like the, the categorization of saying you're this or you're that because yeah. we don't label, you know, guy artists and rap- Oh, he's a male rapper. Yeah. That's just weird. Yeah. He's a male yeah. rapper. Oh, he's a male producer. <laughs> but but, but exactly. we are so easy to label, oh, she's a female producer. Mm-hmm. no I mean she's a producer she's a she's an you're an yeah. artist you just have mm-hmm. you just have to be female I just have to be male
1: exactly right exactly that's so, just my gender <laughs> so crazy
0: it's so crazy yeah <laughs> it's it, so crazy
1: it really is but that that's definitely like something that females I feel like do have to deal with and go through though as being a female artist like we do hear that a lot so yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's
1: everybody's opinion and I'm like, me, yep. I'm just like, whatever if you like my music, you like it if you don't, then I don't care
0: <laughs> and, you know, and sometimes that's that's the bottom line and you keep it moving because yeah. in this industry, people are going to like it people are going to hate it right? Yep. and yep. you got to have some really super tough I call it turtle skin right? you got to have that turtle shell you got to be rough and rugged mm-hmm. to make it because people are going to say no more often than they say yes Uh, You're going to get doors slammed in your face and you're going to be rejected more times than you can probably ever remember. And, you know, but those people who push it, uh, I had a guy on my show, like he was like the second person I've ever interviewed on this show. He said, uh, the greats had to go through major challenges in order to be great. And if people aren't willing to do that, if they aren't willing to fail, if they aren't willing to be rejected to learn from them those things, they're really not going to be successful in this industry. And not even just successful, but have longevity within this mm-hmm. industry. There are artists that I I knew from two, three, four years ago that are not even out now. Yeah. And I'm like, where are they? Lil' mm-hmm. I mean, Lil Yacht, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean but there are artists who 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 have names? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to drop <coughs> names. <laughs> but they're not even all I can say Jay Cole around though. <laughs> right. He's still here. For, but uh <laughs> But yeah, I mean I appreciate the conversation today. It's it's been a I like to have fun. I like to just have conversation uh, yes. during this time, but I appreciate your insight into Thank just you. some of the things that, that we talked about. Um, so before we we end today, tell people where can they find you.
1: My biggest social media platform for myself that I'm always on and always promoting on is Instagram. Um, so you can find me on Instagram at Golden Doll underscore, and it is G X L D E N Doll D O L underscore. Um, and then my artist page, which is still kind of be, being built up on Instagram, is Golden Doll, but the underscore is in between Golden and Doll. You can also find me on Facebook which is just my personal Facebook that I still kind of post music and everything on under my my name, Genesis Newman. And then on YouTube, Golden Doll as well. I have four music videos, three music videos on my YouTube right now. And, of course, there will be more to come, interviews, um, behind the scenes, et cetera, all over YouTube. So you can find me on there as well. But, again, my biggest social media platform is Instagram. So I am on there, and you can definitely find everything on there
0: perfect and i know i'm going to go check out that drunk texting video yeah. as soon as we're done <laughs> cuz i got to see that but uh golden doll it is has it has been a pleasure having you on the show today uh, i you. greatly appreciate it i wish you much uh, success in this industry it is a tough industry uh, but you got a team that's behind you and you got a manager who is is very focused and very determined to yeah. ensure that the people who are within his mm-hmm. camp are are successful as well so i firmly believe that you are in good hands with db i'm gonna text him right after this too
1: <laughs> i gotta call him today
0: too uh, yep i'm gonna take my like yeah. yeah you do right by you do right by golden dog bro you gonna have some problems if you ain't but uh <laughs> yeah no nah, but db's a he's he's a really cool guy but once again thank you very much for tapping in with us today greatly appreciate yeah, it having- yeah mm-hmm. greatly appreciate it and ladies and gentlemen once again you can always check us here at WeCreateMusic.tv for all of our latest interviews, our master classes, our panels. I mean, we have so much content that is currently up now and that will be coming in the future. So definitely appreciate you locking in with us. Uh, but you can always catch our interview segments every Monday and every Thursday at 7 p.m. right here at WeCreateMusic.tv. Once again, thank you very much for being here. And we are out, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you.